The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska, as we look at these markets. A little bit of negativity going on in the trade today, but like you were saying before we started this was... Yeah, that's just today. Let's get through today and, and see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, that's right, Susan. Uh, just a little bit of a, a pullback today, maybe um, just a little bit of a hangover from yesterday's trade. We had a really nice push-up in most of the, the markets yesterday. Uh, and, and then so today we're off, you know, a half to one cent on the corn. We're down, you know, uh, half to a couple cents on new crop soybeans. Wheat was, was probably the bigger surprise down a nickel for 10 cents, whether you're looking at Chicago or Kansas City. So just a little bit of a pullback down in these markets today, but that's after a um, pretty strong strong markets we had all the way around yesterday. You know, field work, we're seeing some possible expansion. They were talking in the south with some decent weather moving into this weekend, but you were making a comment, too, that fundamentally, you know, we'll be okay if we don't get all those corn acres in the ground. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, fundamentally, uh, you have to step back and look at the big picture also, which is um, we should see a little bit of a reduction in corn acres, of course, from last year to this year. I think that's what the market's anticipating at this time. Um, and if that comes in, you know, around that 88 million acres on corn, uh, we're going to have to have a pretty strong uh, yield countrywide to uh, not pull the stocks down um, fairly dramatically this year, in my opinion. So, uh, with 88 million, if you can, if you can't see a 176 to 178 yield, which is would be asking a lot of the market uh, or asking a lot of the production, uh, I think you could very well see that stock use down below 10 percent in that scenario. What are we seeing for ethanol margins? Are they narrowing as many as thought they would this time of year? You know, uh, we're, we're seeing some different things going on in, in the ethanol um, market, and, and some of that has to do with rail freight, of course, and we don't see that on the front side when it comes to selling corn to an ethanol plant, but it all ties into their margins, and, and then the economy, of course, is a factor in there. And if you look at the U.S. dollar, We've been trending a little bit higher here for the last month, and that 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 cuts into those those margins just a little bit um, for any end user. And then we've seen the price of corn come up. That's a you know all all go, all mixes into their um, margin um, ability there to make money on ethanol. And so you know there's an ebb and flow to that also when we have heavy inventories. Ethanol plant are more more pro- profitable as well. So, um, you know, that, that's just part of the mix. Um, you have to look at the feed numbers, too. Catalan feed numbers are strong. And, uh, you know, so I don't see um, that being in, anything that's going to put a damper in our corn uh, futures price here in the near future. You know, the export side of the market has been extremely quiet the last couple of weeks, many blaming it on the, the discussions going between the U.S. and China. But I did see this. there was a sale this morning. Not a lot of corn, but it was something going to an unknown destination. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly right. That's the way I look at it also. And I do think that the U.S. is, is doing what they can diplomatically to try to uh, try to um, 
try to put a Band-Aid, if you will, on, on that, that situation so we can continue um, doing business there. Uh, that might be temporary. I would also look at, like I said, the U.S. dollar has been moving up for the last month. That's going to put a little bit of damper on export um, sales at this time. Um, that that can flow the other way also at, at some point if the you know dollar rolls down. Uh, and it's getting pretty toppy, in my opinion, on the technical chart. If it starts rolling down here in the next 30 days, we could very well see exports pick up. At a time of year, that that would be really crucial um, because we could tie that into uh, some growing season issues as well, Susan. Well, we didn't see any sales this week as of yet on the soybean market. It has been extremely quiet. Do you think the the uh, barge accident that happened with the freighter will have some maybe positive impacts for our soybean market? I think it did yesterday. I think yesterday uh, that had a had a pretty big effect on our market as of yesterday. Um, that was a, the big news out, and I think that carried it. Um, also, there's some other things going on in soybeans. I think that um, there, there's a crush plant in Argentina that had a big fire, uh, a, a plant fire. You know that that's part of it as well, um, and so they're expecting some downtime on that. Along with that, there's Cargill workers on strike continues um, that cuts production at several plants. You know, so the anticipated slowdown in processing and moving of the product. You know, gave soybean meal and, and meal spread support yesterday. Uh, so I, I really think that the meal is the leader in that soybean market. I think we just saw that um, you know, kind of start to come to fruition a little bit in yesterday's market. Have we seen any wheat sales this week? Or are we looking more just at a weekly number that's seen okay? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I, I am not aware of any this week. Um, I haven't seen that. I haven't heard of it, to be real honest. But we were busy. I was busy today right up to the phone call here, so I, I haven't heard of anything today. Okay. Well, busy is always a good thing, right? <laughs> right, right. You, you know, you did touch, and we're going to have to go to break here in about uh, 30 seconds or so, and we can continue it on the backside. But you did talk about that dollar, and we continue to trend higher. Are we going to wrap up the month of April still in that positive move for the dollar? Yeah, it would it would definitely, uh, in my opinion, here just with a few days of trading left for the month, um, I think the dollar would definitely uh, end up higher for the month. We started, uh, you know, with the dollar uh, pretty much down in, in that eighty eight range, and here we are in the ninety one level. So I really I really think that we're we're going to end up positive on the dollar. But there's also technical indicators on that dollar that would say that we're going to run into some. Um, Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield as we take a look at this market. We left at the break talking about the dollar. And I'm curious, how much of an influence, I mean, we continue over this last month to see a steady growth on the dollar. But how much of an influence is that going to have on our grains, on our livestock, especially when it comes to the, the trade area? That, that's a great question because uh, I think we do get really focused on uh, supply and demand and sometimes, you know, our fundamental issues out there in the field. And we have to think about what's the, what's the, the world's ability and willingness to buy grain and products from us. And that the, there's the, the large influence there is the U.S. dollar versus other currencies. And they're moving targets 
constantly. And so what I look at in, in the overall with the U.S. dollar is um, when you look at approximately um, last December, you know, we had our dollar was, was quite a bit higher and it rolled lower. It continued to low, uh, trend lower, clear into about February. And that, that allowed us to do a lot of business to the world um, as far as selling products. And um, you know, so we were able to move a lot of inventory at that time. Well, from about February, the middle of February on, the dollar tapered off and moved in a sideways trading pattern until just recently. And then just in the last few weeks, uh, or excuse me, last few days, we drove, broke out of the top side of that range and started trending higher in the dollar. Now, that could very well have a short-term uh, damper on some of our export capabilities or uh, willingness of, of those foreign buyers, uh, but it won't have a long-term effect, in my opinion. They still need our soybeans. They still need our corn. Um, so it might just put a short-term damper on it, in my opinion, and then we will also see if that dollar rolls back down, you'll see a surge in those in those exports take place as well. So definitely a direct correlation there in the dollar, Susan. Okay, let's jump over to the livestock side and dive into this cattle market. We saw some mixed to mostly lower trade on them. Hogs saw some triple-digit losses, so the livestock are having some struggles today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> what we've seen in the, in the cattle, and I'll talk June cattle for now, we know that there's a uh, tremendous um, 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 basis advantage in, in, in the uh, current market with the April. Um, there, there's quite a premium there. But if you look into the June market, um, uh, um, about on um, just the first few days of April, we were as low as $97 on that June live cattle. From, and that had come off of a major downtrend that started uh, back in February. And that, so we just trended lower uh, from February until the first week of April. From there, we started grinding off of this thing. And, and, and we got it above 100. Now, uh, a few days ago, we topped, uh, or we hit, I shouldn't say topped, we hit 106.67. <clears throat> and now we've backed it off just a little bit. We're down about 104.5 right now. So, Today was a little bit of a, it was a red day on the screen, but if you look where it's come from the last few weeks, we've really um, come off those lows pretty strong. Are we going to see, as we, as we look at this cattle market, we look at the weather outside, it has been slow to go on the grilling season, which means slow to go on consumption. Is that going to have a trickle-down effect on the market? Uh, yeah, very well could. Um, and, and I think we also, if you look at where we're at with the weather from, you know, a few weeks ago, the weather has gotten a lot better. Um, and we've seen a little bit of a rally overall at that same, same period of time. Um, you know, the market faces a hefty supply just ahead, you know, but that jump in that beef price on, on the front months, you know, plus that large discount to the June to the cash market may continue to support. It might continue to support this. If it does, we will see setbacks. We'll see minor corrections, but I think we can see this thing continue to trend higher. Uh, if the beef market continues to advance, you know, the packer margins improve and traders will be more confident that the cash will hold steady, if not firm, short term. And that's all short term, but and we've come off of these lows. I would, I would be real surprised if we send that trend back the other way short term. You know, a lot of times we see the hog market affect the cattle and vice versa. 
Because the hogs have been in such a slump lately, should we have some nervousness for our cattle producers? Yeah, definitely a correlation there, that's for sure. Uh, these hogs, um, you know, the you know the cutout values um, come to life, you know, in the spring weather on the hog market, and and so that that can the market you know could turn up at any point. Um, what we do see in that hog market is you see huge swings. Um, the volatility is very high, and that's really um, consistent with this time of year. Um, so with that. You know, the market turning up yesterday, we, we have some, there's supply issue questions. Um, you know, will that persist? And we'll, you know, that'll be important to see uh, moving forward is if we'll see signs of that market uh, and strong exports in that market. Best way for folks to reach you if they'd like to talk more, Troy. Yeah, our number here in Kearney is 308-234-6805. And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.